Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Sandy Toxvig, and this is We Will Get Past This, where I welcome you into my calm room of books so I can share tales from history of various deeds. Some brave, some baffling, others downright idiotic, in a bid to comfort the soul in this challenging time we find ourselves in. Some of these were recorded with specific dates in mind, but as we've all come to realise, none of that kind of thing really matters. My diary's wide open. There are no rules about when something can be enjoyed, so take a moment to relax and remember this. We will get past this. Hello there, come on in. Having time to sit still means there have been actual moments to consider what I think about things, what matters to me and where I am in my life. It's not all been deep. I discovered I like chocolate better than I thought I did, but five o'clock is not too soon for a beer. And I had the comforting, if pointless, thought that I am now at least too old to die young, which is something. But as the weeks have passed, I've begun to feel responsible for the history I bring to the fore and the small community of people who listen. For the regular visitor to my library, a quick update. My mason bees pretty much all hatched, uh, but only one has taken up permanent residence in the bee hotel I put up. I have no idea if that is a good or bad strike rate, but it has given me a different relationship with my entire garden. I now view every bee as if it were my own child and stop to watch them go about their day. I am so glad I took the time to value them. Time is on my mind because I suspect sitting here has made me more philosophical. I never thought of philosophy as a career, partly because I never sat still long enough, and then when I was older, the kids were too noisy. There are plenty of women philosophers in history, but ask anyone to name a philosopher at all, and the boys tend to nail the top positions. I suspect this is entirely to do with time. Being a philosopher mostly requires a life of privilege. You can't be gazing at your navel if you need to get dinner on the table. Throughout recorded history, boys on the whole have had fewer household commitments. The so-called father of philosophy is generally agreed to have been a Greek fellow from two and a half thousand years ago called Pythagoras, who clearly had plenty of leisure time. As you may recall, he obsessively measured triangles as well. He did get married and have kids, but rather like Boris Johnson, no one is sure how many, because the philosophy of domestic life does not seem to have been his focus. Pythagoras came from money, which helps. Through the ages, few women have found themselves in a position where they have the resources to think deep thoughts. 
Women who did manage it needed to be exceptional, like Elena Cornaro Piscopia, who was born on the 5th of June, 1646. She was Italian, born in Venice, which is nice. In 1678, when she was 32, she became one of the first women, if not the first, to receive an academic degree from a university, and certainly the very first to receive one as a doctor of philosophy. Her father was part of the Venetian nobility. There's that money thing again which helps. And early on, he wanted his daughter Elena to make a good marriage. But her only interest was studying. She was, by any standard, a child prodigy. She soaked up education. By the time she was seven, she was familiar with Latin, Greek, French and Spanish, and would go on to master Hebrew and Arabic. She studied maths, philosophy and theology, learned to play the harpsichord, the clavichord, the harp and the violin, and used these skills to compose music. Then she discovered physics, astronomy and linguistics. Her fame as a scholar spread. Between 1669 and 1672, she was elected to seven academies in five cities and became the director of the Academia de Pacifica, the Academy of the Peaceful, where she delivered formal academic lectures. On June the 25th, 1678, she received her degree in philosophy, having spoken for an hour in classical Latin and explained difficult passages selected at random from the work of Aristotle. She continued to study, but in 1684, aged just 38, she died of tuberculosis. In her short life, she had had quite an effect. Her death was marked by memorial services in Venice, Padua, Siena and Rome. Memorial volumes of tributes to her were published and her statue was placed in the University of Padua, whose governors changed its statutes from then on allowed women to graduate. Go to Vassar College in Poughkeepsie, New York, one of the first elite women's colleges in the United States, and you can see Elena's graduation ceremony depicted in a magnificent stained glass window, the Cornaro window, installed in 1906 in the Thompson Memorial Library. I suspect many of us are wondering whether we want to go back to the exact life we lived before. The world is clearly in need of a rethink, as so many parts haven't been working at all well. Now we've stopped, maybe we, as individuals and collectively, don't have to start up again down the same path. I've been rereading a book entitled What is Good? The Search for the Best Way to Live by the philosopher A.C. Grayling. The truth is, I think most people instinctively know what is good. At the moment, in both US and British politics, the refusal of those in charge to say they're sorry for past mistakes, the need for them to own up to their personal flaws and the wider ones of the governing system is apparent to everyone, except those in high office. People in politics rarely apologise because that would involve some self-reflection, which is not usually their top skill. There was once a British defence minister called Des Brown who simply couldn't bring himself to say he was sorry. He finally managed to declare to Parliament, it seems clear to me that I have expressed a degree of regret that can be equated with an apology. How we all long for the Obama days when the then President was man enough to admit about something, I screwed up. Anyway, I thought I would take this broadcast to say a few things. First of all, I am sorry if I've made mistakes, and I have made mistakes. I'm so used to working with a whole team of producers and researchers that doing these has stripped bare what I do and don't know. In particular, when I talked about the Wright brothers' efforts in aviation, I left out their sister Catherine, who ran the Wright household from the age of 15. She was a very clever woman who became a teacher. When Orville was injured in a plane crash, she nursed him back to health 
and gave up her career. She managed the brothers' bicycle shop to fund their flying, looked after their official correspondence and learned French so that she could schmooze with European dignitaries during their exhibition trips abroad. They could not have done what they did without her. I want to apologise to her, except the word apology comes from the Greek apologia, meaning a speech in one's own defence, which sounds as if I'm defending my error, so I'm going to use an old Latin expression instead. Mia culpa, through my fault. Thank you to everyone who has commented and encouraged. I'm not sorry about everything. Uh, there was some gentleman who was upset that I disparaged Louis XVI by calling him Trump in a powdered wig. I'm going to be fearless and stand by that, but thanks for having a view. Sometimes we don't admit things because we are afraid of looking stupid. Personally, I think no one ever learns anything if they don't ever put their hand up and say, I didn't know that, tell me more. There's a wonderful quote from Christine de Pizan, a prominent moralist and writer from medieval France. She wrote, Once a man criticised my desire for knowledge by saying that it was not fitting for a woman to possess learning because there was so little of it. I replied that it was even less fitting for a man to possess ignorance because there was so much of it. We could do with a brilliant mind like that of Elena Cornaro Piscopia at the moment to help us make sense of the world. It is time for a new philosophy of how we treat the planet and each other. It is a worrying time, but as as, as I'll say that again. I made a mistake. I'm going to say it again. It is a worrying time, but as Pythagoras himself said, concern should drive us into action and not into a depression. Pythagoras, father of philosophy. You know who taught him? Themistoclea, a priestess at Delphi. A woman. I know, right? Who knew? Take care. Be kind, because we will get past this. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.